0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So real quick, before I start, just want to tell you about the loaf of bread I had last night. It was the kind of bread that made me believe in god again it was crispy on the outside and doughy in the inside of course made from scratch inside it was like um like cotton candy but dough it's the kind of bread you want to like rub all over your body anyway the point in me saying this because i haven't had bread this good in like no joke like 10 years um the little things are big. The little things are big. I was thinking, would that be a good t shirt? I know where people would instantly go to penises, but um, yeah, just another reminder that little things are big. And I'm sharing this because I'm going to be 49 years old in like three or four days. And every year I do some kind of reflection, whether it's audio written or video and i want to start with that because i think that's uh one of my revelations as i get older the the importance wow do you hear that bird the importance of the little things and how we get caught up in always focusing wanting um chasing after these big things that we forget About the nectar right under our nose. For example, amazing bread, freshly baked bread. Um, And it's a simple revelation. It's nothing that's mind blowing, but uh, it's weird. I think as I get older, I'm starting to naturally, uh, I'm just drawn to things that are in the mundane. And I think maybe it's because uh, I'm, you know, I spent my twenties and, and, and most of my thirties. Well, I spent half of my life obsessed with um, the scoreboard, like everyone else. I I spent half of my life um, always attracted to the big things, and I feel like as I get older, um, of course, I still want, you know, I'm still ambitious and I still want the the quote unquote big things, but. Uh, I'm, I'm able to see the gold in, in the little things. And the, the, uh, the image I'm seeing is, um, you know, those strainers from like the 1800s where you, uh, you're like at a river and you put the, the, the mud through the strainer and you have these little nuggets of gold. I think those nuggets of gold, um, come in the mundane, right? They come in the moments. They come in the, uh, I don't know, the three seconds of eye contact, When you know someone more than you know yourself or they come in the uh, feeling of linen sheets after a hard day of working or the appreciation of strong water pressure, uh, a warm bath, a connection with your daughter, connection with um, or honest moments with your children the uh, birth of an idea flow states so that's one revelation uh, and that is uh, that little things are actually big my next revelation of this year is that by the way, I'm up in Idlewild doing this podcast, sitting on a giant log. <laughs> we we bought this little vacation home in Idlewild to uh, come and get away from the city and write and stuff. And so I'm sitting outside, and this is why you're hearing birds. You may be thinking, oh, he's just in his garage, because there's also parrots where I live. But uh, I'm actually not in my garage. I'm in the woods. And the air is fresh, and there's um, lots of... Um, interesting birds and that's what you're hearing revelation number two is that most relationships are meant to end not all relationships of course um but most and i know there are a few because i know uh one couple who have been together since high school i mean they're pretty much all they 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 know uh and they're still together they're children and i don't i have no idea what their relationship is like but that's definitely the minority that is rare I find that most people who have been together for a very long time, um, if they have children, they make it about the children. They kind of lose themselves. Uh, the relationship takes a back seat. They're in it because of logic and history, and not wanting to uh, disrupt the family they built. Uh, but deep inside, they have drifted. They're not happy, and 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 that doesn't happen with every couple. Um, you know who, who have been together forever. Uh, Because a lot of those couples actually get into therapy, they work on their marriage or their relationship, and, you know, things turn around. So I'm not saying everyone, right? I don't want to generalize. But through my experience and also my personal experience, um, most people go through many relationships, you know, and we're meant to. And the reason why we're meant to is because I don't think there's any growth soil richer than – when a relationship expires, and when you reflect, when you examine the black box, I know for me the biggest cal- catalyst to my growth um, was my divorce. And I also got to say, um, and I'll share this because it's in my book I'm working on now, which will be out in about a year. It's called "You Dodge the Bullet," or it's temporarily t- titled "You Dodge the Bullet." Um, it hangs on the seven different types of breakups, so the title may change, but. And I don't know if I shared this before, but when I when I got married, um, I remember on the wedding day, uh, the person that married us, she was like a clairvoyant. She was known to see um, the, the future. And um, she was a very spiritual person. And I remember she, the message I got from her. She said to me or us. Well, she didn't she didn't say it because it would be very rude on your wedding day to tell the couple they're probably not going to make it. But I saw it in her eyes and and, and she said that she actually said that um, I would go on to help people. And at the time I was a a screenwriter. And so I thought, oh, through through uh, movies or through my my uh, my screenplays, I had no idea I was going to become a therapist at the time. Um, but she guessed that right. But she also kind of hinted that this marriage is not going to last. <laughs> and I remember walking away from because uh, it was our wedding day. I remember like walking away from it, kind of feeling uh, like, "What's up with this girl? Why is she? Why is she um, pissing on my parade?" Like, what is? She? And I mean, I, it it didn't come from a bad place. It just came from this kind of like. Uh, and of course, she didn't say those words, but it, it came from kind of um a feeling and i've never felt so clear about a message in my life without them actually saying the words and so um yeah i remember that day and i remember just kind of like brushing it off and um guess what i got a divorce now what's interesting about this story is I believe she knew I believe I believe it was in my story or in the stars or, you know, whatever you believe that is greater. And I believe it was meant and I believe that um, my life would have been very different if I hadn't gone gone through a, a divorce and being kind of chopped at the knees and then, you know, looking inward. And, and I mean, it was uh, such a hero's journey. It was I mean, it completely changed my life. Um, it was the first domino. And I think we're meant to go through a version of that many times. And I think every time we um, love someone and then that that ends for whatever reason, whether healthy or not, we have the opportunity to uh, reflect, to grow, to thrive, um, to evolve. And I think that's why we're meant to go through many relationships and there's beauty in that, you know, and I know it's sad and it's hurt. It's painful when we open our hearts and, and, um, they get broken, of course, but I think it's a part of life, you know, it's the whole yin and yang. And I think when it comes to relationships, um, most of our relationships are are meant to expire and we are meant to learn and grow from them, evolve, um, bring more to the table in our next uh, love experience, uh, create new love experiences for ourselves. And then, of course, there's no perfect relationship. So you're always learning, growing, um, loving other people, learning, growing. And, you know, I think that that process, that flow is, I think that is beautiful. Um, so that's my revelation number two. And then I would say revelation number three this year is. It's this idea of um, non-attachment and the power of that. And I know it comes from um, Buddhism and also um, Taoism. This idea to be open to everything, which I think is imperative, to have a growth mindset, to dream and um, be open, like, like live without ceilings, you know, be open to everything. I mean just the things that i've seen in my life where i'm like i can't believe that happened right whether it's something that happened um in a good way right like either to a friend or a story you heard about and you're like wow that's that's amazing i, I would have never thought so that kind of wonder and and not living with ceilings i think is what creates magic in life but also at the same time speaking of yin and yang um being not being attached to anything and this is the hard part and i think this is uh i talked about this in a previous episode but i think this really is one of the keys to life and as i get older it's it's the not being attached so not being attached to outcomes not being attached to um promises and and um I always say with relationships, it's not about the promise because I, I think that uh, as a society we put so much weight on the promise. You know, what are we? Are you mine? How long? You know, are we going to last forever? Like, um, and we hold on to the to the person, um, the person's neck instead of their hand. <laughs> We're grabbing instead of holding. Uh, for relationships to grow and in, in, into its own living, breathing thing, you, um, it, it should be less about the promise and more about the love, the presence, right? Um, And I think when it comes to non-attachment, to not attach to things, not attach to outcomes especially, and not attach to um, the things that you want, it's okay to want them, and of course you should go after them with everything, but also not being attached to it, meaning to not tie whatever it is to your worth and your story. You can still have an amazing life because there are things like um hot freshly baked bread <laughs> because there are things like moments with your daughter that you can't buy because there are things like um, birds in the trees which I'm staring at now and fresh air and mountain views and we don't have to be attached to the things that um, we tie our worth to so that's something I've learned a lot this year um easier said than done as far as the practice right but uh it's, it's something that i um i think is important i think it's with the irony is i think the more that you unattach to things the more attraction you get in life meaning um the more good things come your way uh, and then you I, I think you kind of maneuver on this like frequency of flow you know where you're you're um you're living in anything is possible, but actually also not attached to things. So it's like this um, very powerful. It's like I'm, I'm imagining like old radio, and uh, where with the, with the knobs, and um, you've got it on the right frequency where the sound is crystal clear. And if you could live there by being open to everything without judgment pulling from curiosity and wonder and at the same time not attaching to things then you've got that um, crystal clear sound and i think that's when um that's when you get the most traction in life i think it's also where you have the most peace with yourself you know it, it, it i mean it's the intersection of a lot of things but it's also where magic happens and things happen organically seamlessly and you look back and you're like wow i can't believe that happened i don't even remember that happening but look where i am now you know anyway 49 years old holy shit um i can't believe i'm 49 i remember as a kid when i was like 12 my uncles were like in their late 30s and i thought they were so old and now i'm uh i'm headed toward 50 well i'm still gonna be um riding my motorcycle doing some fitness, being inappropriate, a little in- impulsive, not that funny. <laughs> okay. Well, it's I, I've been, um, also feeling a lot of gratitude and I kind of want to end with this, um, gratitude to you listening. Um, you who have purchased my, my books or get my daily text or, um, Anything that I do, uh, if you have um, watched a video, read my words, listened to a podcast, I'm very grateful for um, for that opportunity to be of service in some way. You know, going back to that idea of living on that frequency, um, this is also a part of it. You know, being in service. What can I give? Who can I help? um, I think that's where we're we're the most. I don't. I don't want to say powerful. That's where we're the mo- That's where we shine the most. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this, so I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo. Lumia Coach Training